Sound Awake on SAFM, 3 to 5 a.m. We get into our last conversation for the morning and we're chatting all things agriculture. Now, the agricultural sector in KwaZulu-Natal has not been spared by the impact of devastating floods in the province where more than 400 people have been killed and thousands more displaced. Now, farmers are saying that the damaged roads and other infrastructure is affecting the movement of goods. Now, for more on this conversation, we are joined by Sammy Lamarck, or rather Sandy Lamarck, who is the CEO of KwaZulu-Natal Agricultural Union. Good morning to you, Sandy. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good, fine, thank you. We are still without water, um, as many of the citizens in our Etiquini and coastal areas that have been so severely affected. So, yes, um, we're all living the impact of the disaster. Oh, goodness. Hopefully we will see resolution come to light with that. I, I want to start off by trying to grapple uh, with what is currently happening within the agricultural sector. Can you quantify the experience that the agricultural sector is facing in KZN currently? You know, KwaZulu-Natal Agriculture has um, had a number of uh, really serious disasters that have struck it over some time. Obviously, last year, the rise. This year, we now face the severe flooding. And um, we've just done a, a very quick assessment amongst the agricultural sector, and the reports that are coming in are really concerning. Um, And, you know, the the impact that we see is particularly um, with respect to, for example, the movement um, of the logistics in terms of being able to move products to market, for example, to get services, to get animal feed to farm, for example, because at this stage, in many of the areas that have been affected, there are no more roads, there are no more bridges. The areas are basically impassable. So they are unable to continue farming practices. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that that is going to have a severe impact with respect to the food production going forward, employment opportunities going forward. Um, You know, so it's, it's really severe at this stage. And as we wait for the rebuild to take place, particularly with the roads and the infrastructure, are there any contingency plans that can aid the current situation? You know, I think this disaster is still so fresh. And what we're hearing and what we're seeing is that many people are unable to actually do assessments, to actually get out there to try and make some kind of a plan because the infrastructure is so severely damaged in most areas. You know, people have really lost everything. Um, So, you know, within communities, there's been such an amazing outreach of humanitarian assistance. But I think for the agricultural sector, we're going to really have to look very carefully at what we do to assist the sector. Um, You know, and it's not just about the crops. You know, that, that is one component. I think most importantly is trying to prioritize what is going to enable the the sector as a whole to continue to produce food safely and securely. And with that being said, uh, Sandy, um, how are the lives of those who are behind the production are currently looking? And I say this uh, with obviously light in consideration to what people are going through and the killings that have occurred and those who are being displaced. You know, I think there's a, an air of despair at this stage because we've, we've, we've been through so many disasters, as I said. And unfortunately, over the last few years, there's been very little relief um, or assistance that's been 
provided to the entire agricultural sector. Some some of the um, agricultural groups may have have received some form of assistance, but it's been minimal, um, and it doesn't necessarily touch the issues that need to be addressed. For example, infrastructure, and I think that is exactly where we are today. Had we seen repairs, maintenance, had alien plants been taken out of the waterways, um, you know, there's so much maintenance that needs to occur to ensure that in an instance like this, there's not as as severe damage as what we've seen now. So I think it talks back to what we need to be doing as a preventative approach in the rural areas to ensure that when there's a disaster of this kind of nature, the impact is not as severe. And I think it's a really big lesson that we've learned yet again, that how do we ensure that the basics as I said, the preventative actions are also addressed and that we don't just continually respond to a disaster in the spur of the moment. Absolutely appreciate that response, Sandy. I want to put you on the spot and kind of ask you, what do you think uh, we can implement as preventative measures? What would you then suggest? What would you put forward? Look, absolutely. I think, and that's where we've we've done quite some um, research over the last few weeks. And in fact, just about I think two weeks ago, um, we were talking about the survey that we did on the roads, for example, and the infrastructure in in our province. And and that's what I'm saying is that there are basic things that need to occur within municipalities. We need to be clearing out the waterways, and and that's just maintenance. It's it's just a very simple approach to ensuring that those things are done. Obviously, climate change needs to be considered. Our town planning, the impacts of of developments that are taking place, um, you know, within those areas that we, we know we have rainfall, um, we know that we're going to have a path of water that might be coming through. So it's really, as I said, it, it doesn't, it's not just a simple fix, but there are a few simple things that can be done, I think, rather sooner than later. Um, as I say, clearing waterways, doing that road maintenance, clearing out um, alien plants that are blocking um, the the different um, you know paths that the water would necessarily flow through, um, road maintenance. So yes, as I say, there there's, are a couple of practical things that can be done instantly, and and that also provides for employment opportunities. Mm. Um, and and I think that's something you know that we also need to address at the end of the day. So. For, for us, we're saying, well, we can address the rural infrastructure by doing some basic things that would provide employment, but then obviously we need to have a really good sit down and say, what are those things that need to be addressed more on a medium to long term basis so that in the event of disasters like this, the, the impact will not be as severe as that we've seen this time around. Sandy, I believe. Though we are pressed for time, the conversation cannot stop here. So uh, can you give us social media platforms, websites, um, and the likes where we can get in touch with you and essentially those who are part of the conversation to contribute, uh, be it through donations, be it through conversation. We'd just like to get in touch uh, with you. Absolutely. So um, we have a website. It's www.kwanalu, which is K-W-A-N-A-L-U. We have a Facebook page. If you go and have a look for Kwanali, you'll find us there. We've got all our information on our Kwanali Facebook page. Um, And then our email address, let me give that to you. It's info, I-N-F-O, at Kwanali, K-W-A-N-A-L-U, dot Thank you so much for your time, Sandy.
Absolute pleasure. Thank you. That was Sandy Lamarck, who is the CEO of the KwaZulu-Natal Agricultural Union. With that being said, I must love and leave you making way and room for the first take. Um, I must thank my producer, Gwenze Kilentlati, and technical producer, Sia Daniel, for really holding me through uh, the show. And uh, with that being said, we'll do this again tomorrow. But for now, Luyanda Maome on News.